podcast. I'm Bryce. I'm Amanda. Welcome back to episode 40 that we just established. Yes. I was right and Bryce had it wrong. <laughs> Other way around, my friend. <laughs> Is this episode 38, 39, 37? You're going the wrong way. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't right. even make my folders, okay? You make them. How am I supposed to know what, what we're on? Probably by looking at the most recent folder. <sighs> Too much. <laughs> Well, welcome back, everyone. Um, we're in for another exciting episode, I'm sure. I mean, I'm excited. This is pretty cool. <laughs> I'm excited. I feel like I've got a good one. We're probably neither right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it can't get as... I haven't had any more nightmares. I haven't seen any more clowns. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... I I will say I'm still a little upset with you right now. What the hell did I do? I, sh- I can see behind your head that there is a map with zero places scratched off, and you have two more places to add to the list. There are two places scratched off. <laughs> Alabama and Bermuda. Okay. I can't see either of those from this distance. That's not my fault. <laughs> that sounds like a you problem. Uh, that sounds like a you problem. You should have more <laughs> of your map scratched off. And for anyone wondering, we have matching maps. That we scratch off um, our states or continents, not continents, countries. And when continents. we have countries, continents, whatever it is. Yeah. Whenever we have a new listener in that area. And so we have two new listeners. Actually, like three or four. But we have new listeners in Ghana, Africa. And in the UK. So I saw someone in London and then someone up north more. I didn't look at where you were up north. I'm sorry. I just, London was identifiable on the map. Nothing is identifiable to me. That's the worst part about it. The maps don't have like the individual states mapped down in them. So I just kind of got to like, yes, they do. What the hell am I talking about? The map on our, um, on the other thing that they just updated on um, our hosting platform. The one that tells us where all of you are. Yes. We can pinpoint your exact location. So someone, I'm just kidding. We cannot pinpoint your exact location. But I was just going to go with it. I was like, okay. yeah, so you better keep listening. <laughs> oh, we're going to Ghana. We're going to Ghana or to um, Preston. Who's to... he? Oh, sorry. That's an area in the UK. In okay, Britain. thank you. So. Here it is sometimes a male human being. Yes, accurate. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyways, we will not be going to Ghana or the UK. I'm too broke for that. So. Yeah. Mm-mm, I can't afford that. Will James let you take Annie to Ghana? Can I take Annie to Ghana? A vacation? I don't know. I thought you could tell me. He said, what's in Ghana? Um, Probably a, a giraffe. What? We don't have those at our zoo. That's why that's you, the first thing that came to my mind. Okay, well, why don't we just Google it? It's got exotic waterfalls, beaches, caves, rivers, fountains, and more. It has everything. (laughs) And more. (laughs) So, family trip, we're going to Ghana. Oh, you have to take James with? I gotta get sunscreen. Well, I just thought that I should take him with us since he's gonna be the one paying for it. Oh, okay. I guess. I guess that's fine. All right. All right. Well, so those are some of our new listeners. We just wanted to call you guys out. 
Uh, also, we're going to just put you on the spot. So if you stop listening, we'll be real sad. Yeah. We're honest. Though. Yes. I'll, I get excited to see new countries and new states on there. It's fun to see the new, like the growth mm-hmm. in the new countries, the areas. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> That's why I'm looking at that map all the time. But. Um, all right. Well, I also want to mention that we do now have our Discord up and going. So if you guys want to be added to the Discord, you can uh, message us on Instagram, Face, Facebook. I hesitate with Facebook because I don't know who monitors that. I just post to it and then close it. So maybe not Facebook, maybe Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Um, or you can email us at hellonheelspodcast at gmail.com and we can get you added to the Discord. And then we do just want to shout out that we have our Patreon up and going. So you guys can go ahead and join Patreon for Patreon. Holy shit, I can't speak Patreons. today. Patreons. If you want to be a Patreon, you can go ahead and uh, sign up there. I don't know what I was doing there. Okay, we're going to move past that. I, should I be? I think that offends me. I, I don't know. It wasn't <laughs> meant to. I was trying to mimic however I said Patreon. Look, the other day, oh God. It just sounded kind of country to me, and I do, as much as I try to fight it, my accent sneaks up on me sometimes. So the other day, me and James were talking, and I tried to say motorcycle, and it came up motorcycle, and I was <laughs> like, that them there, motorcycle. <laughs> that damn motorcycle, some bitch. <laughs> I can't uh, help it. It's, uh, I am who I am, and I'm too lazy to change. It's fine. No one is judging you. I'm just uh, because we're friends. I'm allowed to mock you. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't care. Okay, as long as you know. <laughs> All right. Well, how how have you been? It's been what a whole week. Yeah, it's been hot. Oh my gosh, it's so hot. It's what? How hot is it where you are? How hot? Like is it hundred degrees. What's the heat I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, Oh, it's a hundred right now. We've had like a 112 heat index. My tomato plant is is just barely hanging on. I, somebody help. Oh, it's 101. Excuse me. It is 99 degrees right now. That is disgusting. What is uh-huh. happening? I will say you are in a more humid climate, right? It's uh, Yeah, my hair was straight earlier today. And this is, okay. this is what we're working with. I am in a dry environment, so it's, I mean, it's different. At least I don't feel sticky all the time. I think the only reason humidity makes it worse is because it affects your ability to sweat or something. James was telling me today, and I was almost listening. Okay, sounds about right. Sounds about how I listen to Cody. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, my week has been long. I am puppy sitting, dog sitting, my parents' dogs. Thank you, dog father. uh, How many animals are in your house right now? Animals or dogs? Animals and dogs. Well, specifically five dogs, two-ish cats. I don't know where the cats are. They haven't been around since the extra dogs have been here. I was going to say, yeah, there's five dogs, so. Yeah, so they're they're not having it. They come in at night and say hello, and then during the day, I just don't see the cats. Well, they sound like they're having a good time. They're fine. They're fine. Yeah. They come in, wake us up, make sure they get their pets in. Okay. So they're cats. They're healthy. They're thriving. Yeah. They're fine. They're totally fine. 
They have food and water. Um, there have been a couple incidents where the dogs have chased them, but we've taken care of that. No big deal. We're fine. Uh, and then I also had to drive up to my parents' house today, which was just to check on their other two dogs that could be left at the house with plenty of food and water. So I just had to make sure they had their food and water and everything was set up there. And check on all their cats. They have three new kittens up there who I got to love on for a minute. Aww. When kittens you say, are always Aww. so cute. And then they destroy your house. Yeah. Well, they're outdoor cats. They're meant to be outdoor for my parents. So mm-hmm. I just had to make sure they had food and water and were still around. Or, oh, or well, fun. those are the best kind of cats. Yeah. Well, even better is that Cody and I pulled up to my parents' house and I'm looking around going, what in the world? It sounds like there's a vacuum. Is someone vacuuming their house? And I know their neighbors weren't there because their neighbors are out camping with my parents and stuff. So by the way, by the time anyone hears this, my parents are home. Don't don't think anything of this. <laughs> um. Anyway, so they're out camping and I know the neighbors are with my parents camping. And I'm like, who, who the hell is vacuuming this house? My parents had a shop back sitting on their front porch that the kittens turned on. No idea That's how long it had been on, but hilarious. it was go- That is so funny. Yeah. What, wait, there were no kittens in the shop back, was it? No kittens in the shop okay. back. Thank God, because I'm pretty sure he went to jail. So, Luca. I, I was trying to think of his name. Yes. No okay, kittens yeah. in the shop back. Okay. They were totally God. fine. Um. I just think the kittens were trying to help clean up. They just couldn't figure out how to use the shop bag. God bless their little heart. So sweet. It had to have been on for a minute, too, because when Cody and I pulled up, the cats were up there with the shop back running. They were fine. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. Yeah. I mean, they're professionals, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's been my week. <laughs> well, I'm sorry your week was so long. We're just here. <laughs> I feel that. We're just here. I'm just counting down the days to our cruise. Which is? God, I haven't checked. I don't know. <laughs> you dirty liar. It is. I know it's like 150. It's like 149 or 150. Hold on. I pulled up the wrong app. That is my I hope it's 149. Because once you break that 150, this smooth sailing. Right? It is 147. Holy shit. Nope, 48. <laughs> Holy still shit. You broke. Oh. You still broke it. I know. I'm super excited. So the reason we're not camping with my parents is because we're doing the cruise. So I was bummed because it's like our yearly camping trip and I'm not there. So Being responsible sucks. I freaking know. I don't like it. I don't know why I ever grew up, to be honest. I keep trying to go back to being a kid, and someone keeps telling me age doesn't work that way. Yeah, I keep hearing the same thing, and I'm never not offended. I know, right? How can you tell me how to live my life, and at the same time help me tell me how I'm not allowed to? It's crap. All right, well, since we are going to end our conversation on that bummer, are you ready for a story? I think I know. What? I, I think I might know what this is, and I don't like it, but yeah. What do you think it is? Is it is it the girl in the box? No. Okay. No, you're way off. You're fine. Okay. 
I'm just already scared. I saw the pictures, but the last two, and I'm like, oh, God. No. No. Um, Hold on while I pull up my notes that I can't find now. So, hold <laughs> please. What the hell is happening? Okay. So, it's we are going... It's been a week. So, we're going to be talking about the kidnapping of Shannon Matthews. <clears throat> um, so, this takes place in Dewberry, Westshire, London. On February 19th, 2008, nine-year-old Shannon Matthews arrived at Westmore Junior School um, after returning from a school trip to the Dewsbury, Dewsbury Sports Center swimming. So they had gone swimming there. Friends state that she would typically walk the short 10-minute trip home with them, but instead Shannon walked the opposite direction. Her best friend, Megan Aldridge, stated that Shannon's mother, Karen, had told her that her brother was picking her up that day after school but her brother was not there waiting and he never showed up. She was last seen by her friends and classmates at about 3.10 p.m. And at about 6.48 p.m., Karen Matthews, Shannon's mom, calls 999, the UK equivalent of 911, to report Shannon as missing. Shannon Louise Matthews was born on September 9, 1998. She was described by her mother, Karen, as loving and caring. Karen stated she was not the type of child that she believed would run away. It was out of character for Shannon to not come home. So police launch a large-scale search for Shannon, led by Superintendent Andy Brennan. And they begin the search immediately. It's February, it's in the UK, it's cold, and they're very concerned for her well-being. More than 200 police officers were brought in to, to assist in the search effort. Dozens of locals would also join the search for Shannon. Officers frantically searched for Shannon as temperatures were dropping, and temperatures that night were believed to be below zero. Now, the article I read was on BBC, so I'm assuming zero Celsius and not Fahrenheit. Okay, so that makes sense. Regardless, still freezing, still cold. Yeah, irregardless, still cold. I have no idea what you just said. Oh, I was just going to agree and say that irregardless, it's cold as, wow, cold as cold. You churned and everything just went choppy. So (laughs) anyways, um, so temperature that night was supposed to be below zero and fog had started to engulf the area. So officers begin making door-to-door inquiries. They interview all of Shannon's family and friends, including Shannon's six brothers and sisters. Yes, that's a lot. They assert... Yeah, it's a lot. Listen, you're not supposed to let your children outnumber you. Two is your max. Yeah, they are very brave people, her parents. Her her mother? Yes. Okay, yes. A lot of children. Yes. Seven total. Can you imagine? I don't want to. I'm scared. Okay. Anyway, so police assert that Shannon was last seen outside of the school wearing a black school jumper, a white cotton t-shirt, black trousers, a black coat with fur around the hood, and a pink and gray furry brats boots like a pair of those boots do you remember brats yeah the dolls yeah yeah okay i'm just making sure it wasn't just me are those the boots that she was wearing yeah they were brat shoes oh yeah so she was wearing those and i she was like been cool at my school she, she been cool would have been yeah listen that's hard because at my school i feel like it was barbie or brats and i feel like it was more barbie i never really played with either once I got to a certain age so I was just well I, was I mean you what 
wasn't accepted as a child and it really bothered me. Well, you're accepted by me as an adult. Does that fix things? Oh, that was heavy satire. Satire? I know. Sarcasm. <laughs> Sarcasm. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm just telling you, you're <laughs> accepted by me. So that Thank should you. fix things. Thank God. That's all I need. Exactly. So locals are asked to keep an eye out for her. They have her description. A police helicopter is brought in to assist with the search and they kind of hover, scan the area. An underwater search team is also brought in and they search the nearby lake at Crow Nest Park. Now it's not clear on when the underwater search team came in. However, it does sound like it was the day she went missing from all the articles I read. So they did all of this. Right. So like right away. And all of this, and they still had no luck. There was just no sign of Shannon. Karen was understandably distraught, her child missing. And the following day on February 20th, 2008, Karen Matthews makes a plea for Shannon's safe return outside of her home. And she states, Shannon, you're a princess in every way. Come home. Shannon, you're not in trouble. Darling, please come home. And this is the first time Shannon's done it. We don't know why, baby, but we love you. And the same day, so again on February 20th, a witness states to have seen Shannon around 9.15 a.m. on Moorside Road. And this is just a couple of blocks away from Shannon's home. And police look into this lead. They still come up and empty-handed. They just are not finding anything. So police do search Shannon's bedroom and they find a couple clues. They find writing on the wall that indicates that Shannon wanted to live with her estranged father. Shannon's father, Leon Rose, had ceased communication the previous summer, and this was due to conflicts with Karen's extensive family and seven children, only one of which was Leon's, and that was Shannon. Police had also found that Shannon had told friends that she wanted to live with her father. So this led to the belief that Shannon had attempted to find her way to her father's home, and her father, Leon, puts out an appeal stating, if you can hear me, if you can get to the nearest phone box and ring 999 and then tell them your name, then they'll be able to come and pick you up. And another thing with this case that really perplexed police is that there was no CCTV evidence of Shannon on the day she went missing. Now, the reason that this is, all the articles I was reading, they basically explained that Britain was one of the most like electronically scrutinized, is what they said, nations. They have CCTV everywhere. And so they have video everything everywhere and yet they really couldn't find anything of shannon that they couldn't find anything of shannon after she left the school and you said this was in like 2008 i think 2008 yes huh okay so that's one thing that there's like scratching their head on like why can't we find anything anything of her yeah now throughout the course of the search for shannon police would search approximately 3,000 homes and they would stop and question about 1,500 motorists. By March 5th, 2008, more than 250 officers and 60 detectives were actively searching for Shannon. This was approximately 10% of the West Yorkshire Force's operational strength. And of the 27 specialist victim recovery dogs, 16 of those dogs were actively involved in the search for Shannon. I appreciate the link that they are going to for for this like when kids mm-hmm. go missing i really don't think that you can do too i no, i agree um the west yorkshire's police training school was also temporarily closed so that the cadets could offer their assistance in the search and the search for shannon actually became the largest police investigation in worship war, 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 
in West Yorkshire since the Yorkshire Ripper case 30 years prior. I already added that to the spreadsheet, so someone can claim that. Thank you. This search cost about 3.2 million euros. Oh, oh, wow. Euros? Is that the right terminology? Is I saw like pence and pounds and euros and sterling. I don't know. 3.2 million. Whatever I don't it is. Know. You just oh. listed more than I the list off the top of my head. I know Rands. Well, that's the wrong country. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, I can't help. Okay. Well, that's fine. Uh, the West Yorkshire Police did create a webpage called Missing Shannon Matthews Appeal. On March 7th, they released a photo of Shannon on the website, and they would also release the 999 call made by her mother, Karen, as well. And throughout the course of the investigation, Karen was at the forefront of the search for her daughter. She was making pleas for Shannon to return. She did interviews with different news channels. She stated that Shannon's disappearance had completely torn the family apart. Her two-year-old was crying and didn't understand what was happening. Oh, God. Yeah. And she stated she couldn't sleep and all the motherly things. And at one point, Karen alludes to, to maybe someone she knows having taken Sharon in order to hurt Karen. and. When asked who she thought would do this, she responded saying, quote, no idea at all. All my friends and family have been checked and there are no signs of her things there at all. Mm, that's oh. okay. That's kind of weird. But right. Why do you think that? Like, do you have any enemies? I, I don't know. She doesn't say anything about enemies. So I don't. Maybe they're frenemies. Girls make frenemies, you know. And maybe she's, I can, okay. Like, that's, I don't feel like that would be the first thing my mind went to. But also, I could see where you're, like, grasping at straws like that. Because right, it's possible that she would still be alive in that situation. Right, 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 right. So I guess I can, I guess I can see. She's just trying anything and saying anything she can. Yeah. Okay. Um, on March 7th, 2008, Karen tells police that she is certain that her 22-year-old boyfriend, Craig Meehan, Meehan? Listen, I'm not sure if his last name is Meehan or Megan. And I say that because all of my sources were conflicting. Either it was a G or an H. I'm going with Meehan because most of them said Meehan. Okay. Okay. Um, so Karen tells police, like, no, he didn't have anything to do with Shannon's disappearance. She didn't believe that Craig would hurt anyone. And Shannon's father, Leon Rose, also defended Meehan and doubted his involvement. The Sun newspaper offers a reward that started at 20,000 pounds sterling. This is the one where I questioned because it said sterling, but then pounds. I don't know, guys. 20,000 whatevers. Monies. 20,000 monies. monies. <laughs> Dollar buck. Yes. Uh, for information leading to Shannon's safe return. And the Sun newspaper would go on to increase this to 50,000 um, 50, on March 10th. On March 10th, she had been missing for 20 days. Oh. In addition to the already 50,000 very generous offering and reward, a very generous business in Huddersfield, about nine miles away from Shannon, uh, not from Shannon, from Drewsbury, they offered 5,000 uh, 5, euros, 5,000 rand in rewards. <laughs> so. Um, thank you to whatever article that was that put that into miles for me, by the way, because I wasn't going to Google <laughs> kil like kilometers. No, I was just going to say it, but nine miles. 
On March 11th, 2008, another website is created called Help Us Find Shannon. On March 12th, Karen and her boyfriend, Craig Meehan, are interviewed on BBC Radio 4's Today. And during the course of this interview, the station questioned Meehan against or suggested that Meehan had possibly been violent towards Shannon and the other children. And both Karen and Craig Meehan deny these claims. Um, Karen was also questioned about having seven children by five different men and kind of shed a, a bad light on the family, kind of like the family and the dysfunctional family that they had. Okay, of her seven I children. I don't really agree with that. Like, it kind of makes me feel like, oh, well, you have all these children by all these different men. You deserved this. Well, they did also make sure to stress that two of her children were registered as having unknown fathers. And so they kind of were like, poke, I want to say they were poking the bear. Yeah. But trying anyway. to discredit her a little. Yes. Now, there were a lot of c- comparisons to the Shannon case as their. Um, I'm sorry. There were a lot of comparisons to Shannon's case compared to the disappearance of Madeline McCann. Have you heard of that disappearance? Mm, I don't think so. We'll cover it one day. Um, there's a whole, there's a Netflix series, series video. There's a Netflix something on it. Um, but people speculated that the McCann case was more publicized due to the class and standing of the McCann family. The McCann was a middle-class family. Both of the parents were doctors and they were on holiday at a fancy resort when Madeline went missing. In comparison, Karen Matthews, she wasn't elegant. She wasn't a doctor. She wasn't middle-class. And so there was a lot of scrutiny from the media on this. And media speculated that Karen, if she had been middle-class, the disappearance of Shannon would have been more widely publicized. Also, they were saying that there would have been more public awareness and more of an effort to find Shannon if she had been middle class. Um, And this speculation continued. um, And they basically said the public interest waned really quickly from Shannon back to Madeline. um, And they just think it was because Shannon was from an impoverished area and from a dysfunctional family. And people had noticed that Shannon was removed from headlines pretty quickly to make room for updates on Madeline's disappearance, and she had disappeared nine months prior. Unfortunately, I think we do see that happen a lot, crime mm-hmm. stories. Right. I mean, even with all that said and all that in mind, a lot of people say that Shannon's disappearance united the people of Dewsbury. Anyways, so it's it not like it sounded like it the way they all came together and mm-hmm. searched and uh, put up the reward money. Mm-hmm. So. So there was that. There was just a lot of like back and forth and people were like, how dare you guys? I don't know. They, I I agree that there could be conflict due to class and standing, societal standing. But from here, we're going to be talking about timelines. Oh, by the way, there are pictures on the drive. Um, The first picture is a picture of Madeline, not Madeline. I'm sorry. The first picture is a picture of Shannon. The second and third are both of Karen, the mother. The fourth is of Craig Meehan. Um, and then I haven't talked about anything else for the next ones. So don't look at the next ones. I can't help it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, from here, I'm just going to talk about a timeline. And there's going to be a lot of new names thrown out at you. <laughs> and so you better map it. Map it out. Get some red string. Get your shit okay. together. Okay. Okay. All right. 
On March 14th, a concerned citizen, or a nosy Nancy, as I like calling them, she alerted police to the flat of Michael Donovan. She was his downstairs neighbor, and she heard children's footsteps coming from above her. At about 12.30 that day, after 24 days missing, Shannon is found alive and well. <laughs> I don't know what that face is for. This face is like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank like, Felicia. I had already prepared myself for something horrible, and then you're just like, she found her. Well, yeah, the neighbor <sighs> found her. So... She was found concealed in the base of a divin bed. Do you know what a divin bed is? Only because you put a picture of it. Okay, well, for those of you that aren't looking at the pictures, according to IKEA, a divin bed is made from two parts, a divin bed base and a mattress. The divin base is a frame made of wood covered with textile. Several of our divin beds have drawers uh, for built-in storage underneath the bed. Some divin bed bases have a stylish headboard that give your bed a polished look. So thank you, Ikea, for breaking that down. Thank you, Ikea. That was lovely. That was great. I couldn't not put that in. It's classy. Anyways. So the area she was found in was basically a hole in the bed that was no larger than 12 inches by 6 inches. It looks like it looks like a bed that you, you know, you have like I have storage to say under it, it. Like, yeah, you have storage under it. I'm pretty you store sure a dead it's... body under it, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure this was the maker's intention. Ikea will back us on that. Ikea? Don't quote us, but. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Don't quote us, but maybe a sponsor? That'd be nice. That'd be great, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sponsored by Divinbeds. Yes. The officer that found her stated that she was just shaking. She had tears rolling down her face. She was traumatized. Just draw, understandably so. And when police asked her where Michael Donovan was, Shannon indicated that he was under the bed as well. (gasps) So the last pictures you can go in and see are Donovan and the positioning or like a diagram of what they believe they were under the bed looking like. So, Because he was hiding. That just makes me so uncomfortable. Oh my God. Oh, it's going to get so much more uncomfortable. Oh God. Uh, Michael Donovan was arrested on the scene, um, and this is a flat that it was located about a mile away from her home. The following day, on March 15th, police released a statement that Shannon had begun to recover from her traumatizing experience, and Shannon was placed under police protection and cared for by social services rather than going to her mother. Oh. This was possible for police to do under Section 46 of the Children Act of 1989. And this allows for children to be under police protection for 72 hours. So in this case, like I said, she wasn't reunited with her mother. She was kept with police and social workers. That'll make more sense in a couple minutes. Okay, I was going to ask. but So this meant that they could keep her for 72 hours, but her their protection of her would end on March 17th, and she was no longer under their custody. However, she remained in the care of Kirkley's Family Services on a voluntary basis. They had police that were specially trained to begin working with Shannon to kind of piece together what happened. And they basically what they would do is they would question her for 10 minutes a day for 10 minutes at a time at a special children's suite that resembled a classroom. And they did this over the course of weeks, just trying to piece together everything. When you say voluntary, who volunteered? Like, like, was it the girl? What did the mom allow it? Did they say? 
It didn't date. I when I think voluntary, I think it was voluntary on um Shannon's part, but I also mm-hmm. it's gonna make so much more sense where okay. We're we're getting there, I promise. Okay, 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 okay. So on March 17th, Michael Donovan is charged with kidnapping, false imprisonment, and committing acts intended to pervert this is my favorite thing. Uh committing acts intended to pervert the course of justice. It's my favorite thing now. I probably typed this 30 times, I swear. Um, but he was remanded to custody. On March 26th, Donovan appears at Lead, Leeds Crown Court via video call from his prison cell where trial was set for November 11th. On April 2nd, 2008, Craig Meehan, the boyfriend, is arrested on p- suspicion of possessing indecent images of children. During the course of this investigation, police had examined the computers in the home and found some inappropriate things. I'm getting progressively more uncomfortable. I'm sorry. So he was remanded to custody and he was charged with 11 counts of possessing indecent images of children. And he does plead not guilty on April 18th and elected to be tried by the magistrate rather than by a jury. I don't think either way was a good idea for him because he was found guilty on September 16th and convicted on all 11 counts. Bye. Yeah, they actually had found 49 images of level one through four on his computer. I'm not even going to talk about what level one through four is. Just know that they're not good. I don't want to. I assume it's not good. Yeah. Um, Either way, it's not good. Right. He was sentenced to 20 weeks imprisonment, but released the same day he was sentenced for time served. So by the time he was sentenced, he had already served his 20 weeks. He got 20 weeks. He he got 20 weeks for child porn yeah basically and perverting justice no he didn't get anything for perverting justice just on the 11 counts of possessing perverting children yes being a pervert yes okay um and this is mehan right yeah this is the boyfriend um on april 4th amanda height mehan's sister was arrested on suspicion of assisting an offender on it also on April 4th, Meehan's mother, Alice Meehan, was arrested on suspicion of attempting to pervert the course of justice. Both Height and Alice Meehan were released on police bail the same day. And you might wonder why are all of these people are being arrested. Well, Alice Meehan, Craig Meehan's mother, Karen's boyfriend's mother, is the sister of Michael Donovan, the man that had Shannon. What the... What had... Oh, God. So, basically, Karen's boyfriend's uncle had Shannon the whole time. On April 10th, Amanda Height, Alice Meehan, and Carolyn, it didn't give me a last name, it's either Carolyn Meehan or something else, uh, sister of Alice, they're arrested on suspicion of perverting the course of justice again. They are eventually released on bail. Interestingly enough, Hyatt would be jailed in the following year in an unrelated conviction for benefit fraud. But as we go, that'll make more sense why that's interesting. On April 6th, Michael Donovan attempts suicide while awaiting his trial, which was set to be in November. I'm sorry. I was just going to make sure you said attempts because I want him to live. Attempts. Yes, okay. Attempt. Yeah, I want you to suffer. Now, here's the real thing that's going to throw you. I don't on like April, it. On April 6th, Karen Matthews is arrested on suspicion of attempting to pervert the course of justice. On April 8th, Karen was charged with child neglect and perverting <gasps> the course of justice. And police announced that they would be investigating. Oh, on April 8th, they also announced uh, 
that they would be investigating approaches to the Madeline's Fund for money that was set to assist the search for Shannon. Uh, basic ideas that they wanted to make sure that that money isn't being taken advantage of, anything like that. Um, on September 5th, 2008, Karen Matthews would also be charged with kidnapping and false imprisonment. Yeah. Karen was... <laughs> I told you, you, would, you were going to die. These sons of bitches were all in on this? Kind of. Um, so Karen was remanded to face trial alongside Michael Donovan in November of 2008. In November 2008, the trial heard evidence that Shannon had been drugged to sub subdue her during the time she was falsely imprisoned. Evidence stated that Shannon had been drugged and restrained with a strap tied to a roof beam, all because her mother and Donovan had hatched a plan to get money from the publicity of Shannon's kidnapping. So con mommish Karen and partner in crime Michael Donovan have this plan. You dirty bitch. Shannon would go missing. Police would launch their search. They would have the reward money put up um, from public or charitable funds. Donovan would drop Shannon off around the corner at the Drewsbury Market. I think I keep saying Drewsbury, but my notes say Dewsbury. So I don't know which one it is either. Sorry, guys. Um, Donovan would drop her off at the market, and then he would find Shannon, take her to police, collect the reward money, split it with Karen, and then be done. <laughs> on november 13th 2008 detective constable mark crudis and lead investigator superintendent andy brennan presented their evidence at leeds crown court in donovan's flat police had found a looped heather nodded to a beam that he admitted that ha he had used to tie shannon up so that she could use the bathroom but not reach the windows or doors so it was basically an uh, elastic strap with a noose on the end that they tied to her and she could reach certain rooms in the home but not get to a window or a door. I'm just so I'm I I don't I don't understand. Number one, I don't understand how you could pick which of your seven children to do this to. And then I also don't understand how you could do this. You're giving your child a lifetime of trauma for money. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Karen did also some, some of the evidence they presented was that Karen did break down and she admitted to the cruel plot. And I mean, to police, like she told friends and family with a police liaison present that she had plotted this. Like she admit to this. A forensic toxicologist also testified that Shannon had been given uh, God, Tamazepine? Tamazepam. Tamazepam. For up to 20 months before her disappearance. Oh. It's a sleeping aid. It's meant to help with like insomnia, that type of thing. So she was being drugged well before her disappearance. And they had determined this by using uh, hair follicle testing. Let me just say that testing is wild. The information they can pull out of your hair. Yeah. How? So, oh, God. Yes. So Donovan goes on to claim that Karen had asked him to look after Shannon for a couple days and that they would make money from newspaper rewards. And he tells courts that Karen had threatened him with violence if he did not do it. Now, November 27th comes around and Karen gives her evidence and she says that she had nothing to do with Shannon's disappearance. She claimed that her boyfriend had told her to take the blame for it. 
And she says she did it because she was frightened of her boyfriend. This is after she... This is during trial, yeah. Okay. Uh, Julian Goose upon cross... I just loved his name, so I had to include it. Julian Goose. He better have guard geese. He better have guard geese. Cross-examination, he... He basically goes at her and says, you know what? You've told police five different versions of this story. And he just says, you are telling lie after lie after lie. Oh, he is the guard goose. <laughs> yes. Bless Julian Goose. We love him. Um, and a lot of people speculate that there were more people involved because they basically said Karen and Donovan were kind of idiots. Shocking. They were dumb. Now, my sources made it nicer. They said they had low IQs, but I'm not sugarcoating that shit. They're just idiots. And they're assholes. Yes. Police did not, however, find any evidence that Craig Meehan or anyone else was involved in this game. That's why only these two were charged. Hmm. So, during the trial prosecution, they also revealed that Shannon had been suffering from nightmares after the event. They said she needed regular psychotherapy counseling, and she was later given a new identity and placed with a foster family. That's along poor. with all of her siblings as well. Hell yeah. So Those poor kids. Oh my God. Because not only is she suffering trauma from what she had to deal with, but her brothers and sisters, because right. she's, she disappeared. And then her mom is at fault. Oh my God. They, from what I could tell, it didn't go into specifics about their living situation, but it looked like they weren't in the greatest living situation mm-hmm. either. So, living in a more impoverished area, her mom, you know, it just, yeah. their mom's obviously cuckoo kachoo. On December 4th, 2008, Karen and Donovan are both found guilty of kidnapping, false imprisonment, and perverting the course of justice. Suck it. On January 23rd, 2009, Karen and Donovan are sentenced to eight years in prison. Does that feel like enough? That's it? Yeah. Doesn't feel like enough, right? No, this was premeditated as shit. (laughs) Oh my god. During sentencing, Justice McComb says it must be... Where am I? It must be doubtful whether Matthews and Donovan could have conceived or continued these offenses without the assistance or conveyance of others. So they're basically like, I don't think you guys had any other assistant. You know, after the trial, media was harsh with Karen, but she does all that. Yes. I I was going to say, as they should be. Yes. They focused on the welfare state that Shannon and her siblings endured with their mother. And the Daily Telegraph described what they said, quote, a dysfunctional family where children equaled benefits. Oh, no. And this comment was supported by Shannon's aunt, Julie Poskett. Oh, God, that's hard. Yes. I mean, not, unfortunately, not surprising based on what they did. Mm hmm. On June. Nope, not on June. In, 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 in. In? In (laughs) June. In June 2010, 2010, a Kirkley's Safeguarding Children Board reported uh, report found that social services could not have anticipated the abduction. The historical and current knowledge available to the professionals at the time um, or to the professionals involved could not have led them to anticipate Shannon's abduction from her home or her mother's involvement. The only way to have avoided the abduction was through prior removal from the home. Uh, under a care order, and there just was no evidence to suggest that this was warranted on the basis of professional knowledge about this case at that time. 
So I can see that. I mean, it's not like, you know, social services is going to visit and she's going to tell them her plan. Like how, right. How, how could they possibly think like, okay, she might have trouble feeding them, but you know what? She's, She's going to take one of them and put them in hiding under a bad drunk yeah. Like, they and had no reason to think that. Tire to the roof. Or whatever. The ceiling beam support. Well, that was just so she could only get to certain places. Jesus. It was, think of it like, um, you know how you, like, tether your dogs outside? That's basically that's what they did for her. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yes. God. So, Which, thank God, honestly, because that's how the lady heard her, I assume. Yeah. The neighbor. Yes. Thank you, Nosy Nancy. We appreciate it. Thanks, Nancy. Yeah. I don't know if that's her name. That's just what I'm calling her. That's her name, 100%. Okay. Thank you, Nosy Nancy. Thank you, Miss um, Nosy. <laughs> Karen was released in April 2012 after serving just half of her sentence. By huh? this time, Donovan had also been released. So. Huh? Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, Tell me. She gets her kids back. She No, she does not. Okay, then I'll calm down a tad. Well, they all got new identities, so she doesn't have any contact. Good. So, Karen reportedly moved south of the country where she was believed to be volunteering in a Christian charity shop after having turned to Christianity. Um, she was photographed by media, and after that, and it was done in her um, probation house. And she did have her identity changed as well. She received a ton of death threats. She uh, also had a pot of scalding hot mushy peas poured on her head as she left her local takeaway. Um, I don't know how to feel about that because that seems, it seems a little drastic, but at the same time, I don't care. Right. <laughs> you don't feel, you don't feel bad for her. There's no sympathy or empathy no. there. Yeah. yeah. Like you extorted your child. Yes. In 2018, an article came out claiming that Karen uh, Karen would load sandwiches onto a trolley and sell them to local beggars. Now, the issue with this is that it was a scam since the food was originally donated to go to a local homeless shelter. So she was supposed to be taking that food to a homeless shelter, but instead was scamming the local homeless oh, people out of there. Okay, so she learned her lesson. Give nope. her another half sentence, why don't you? <laughs> Um, she was not charged with anything for this one. Oh um, God. and that's just reportedly, no one knows like the accuracy of that. That's just one article. Um, and Karen is eventually dubbed Britain's most hated. I, in my notes, I have her name like labeled as con mommy everywhere. I <laughs> appreciate uh, Like I a hundred percent agree with everything you just said. Yeah. Most hated mom, con mom. Yeah. Uh, more recently, an article from 2020, 2020, stated that Shannon and her siblings were given a lifelong anonymity under a new high court ruling, which prevents the publication of their new names or addresses for the rest of their lives. As it should. Like, it's sad that you even have to do that. Yep. Which so. I also feel like, I don't, given what these kids, we uh, even assume that they went through, the other kids... I don't know if anybody would post their info. Well, you have those people that probably would. And they can go to hell. Right. But, but I am glad that they got that regardless. Yes. So they are protected, thankfully. 
Um, but that is the story of the kidnapping of Shannon Matthews. I hated it. <laughs> Every Was it better or worse than Girl in the Box? Better. I really don't know because <laughs> it was her own damn mom. I know. Trust me. I know. I found this. I did like these notes like a couple months ago. I Okay. Mm-hmm. First of all, I drafted these notes. I didn't organize. I didn't do any of that. So I basically had to read through my notes and figure out what the hell was happening. And I was surprising myself. I was like, wait, what? Oh, I remember that. It does sound familiar. Like I might have heard the story before, but uh, not in this much detail. And I just hate it. You're welcome. I'm glad they lived. And I'm glad they got away from this. Con mommy? Yeah. Nothing else I can call I was, her. I was having trouble thinking of a word longer than four letters. Okay, Listen. If you're going to be a Karen, be a grocery store Karen, not this type of Karen. Yeah, don't, don't Karen this hard. Karen less. Keep the care in Karen. Yes. Anyway, so that's my story. <laughs> well, yeah, I hated that. Um, don't make fun of me because my story involves a lot of... Magic. Hispanic words, Mexican words, Spanish words. Spanish words? They're not well, Mexican words. Well, Mexican I say that because it's Mexico. Yes, it takes place in Mexico. And one okay. of the words is Soshimilco. Their oh. language is Spanish. Spanish. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. So now that I'm done making a complete fool of myself, I'm also going to judge your words, anyways. <sighs> not that I speak Spanish any better than you. <laughs> well, you'll at least be able to tell me, like, that's wrong. And I'll be like, I listen, my <laughs> high school Spanish is coming back to me. <laughs> Look, I had to take Spanish online in high school. Okay. So it was, yeah, it was a struggle. I had one of the best Spanish teachers in my middle school, high school. Senorita Thackeray, Thack Attack. She was the best. So I had an online teacher, uh, which means paper like websites and stuff. And then I had like a proctor in the room uh, because they only had one Spanish teacher and they didn't have room in her class. So I had to take online Spanish because I took Chinese at my first school and they couldn't give me credit for that at my second high school because they didn't have it. So that's stupid. It was. I'm still bitter about it. But I did my story this week on, oh God, Isla de las Munecas. Munecas? The Island of the Dolls. Oh, oh, I was so excited. I was going to do this one. I'm so excited. I didn't see it on the thing. I double checked. It wasn't. I, okay. It's one of the ones like I have. So I officially didn't claim it, but I have it written down in my like to be. Maybe do that one if you have time. Brittany actually suggested this one a while back. The Brittany that tormented you with all the birds. Oh, okay, She suggested Brittany. this one a while back. And I just so happened to see it on Snapchat. And I was like. I told her that I would do that like last year. So here we are. <laughs> here we are. Listen, Brittany, if there are birds involved in this story, we're not <laughs> friends anymore. It's not Isla de las Birdies. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What is birds in Spanish? I don't remember. Do I need to Google it? If you want. Isla is Isla de las Spanish to oh no. Any English. English to Spanish bird i feel like you're gonna say it and i'm gonna be like duh 
Pajaro. Nope, not duh at all. Never heard that <laughs> word before in my life. Pajaro, yes. Okay, well, we're not talking about Isla de la Pajaro. We are talking about Munecas. It, this island is located near Mexico City. And it's everything your nightmares imagine that it would be. And I do have pictures Hold of on. your nightmares. Your nightmares. See, that's what's crazy. I would go uh, here during the I day. Would I would uh, go here well, during, the, during the day. Yeah. yeah. I would go during the day. I would, uh, you could not pay me to step foot on a boat that would take me to this island at night. <laughs> what it, hold on wait what if the boat operates during the day and night will you use that boat just during the day or will you be like no you do night tours i'm done as long as i'm back at the docks uh well before nightfall okay so the island of dolls is about 45 minutes south of the center of mexico city in the historic xochimilco canals xochimilco yeah <laughs> I don't think that's right. That's what Google told me. Remember, I sent you the I sent you the picture <laughs> oh. where it was like, say it like this, and you can repeat it back on Google, and they'll tell you if it that passes or if it sucks. Sound right? That does not sound right. <laughs> I pronounced like it had the, my pronunciation. It matched up perfectly, but it was like wrong. So I don't know. <laughs> it just sounds wrong. It sounds very um, English. How you're saying it, Sochi Milko. I literally have written out so chi m e a l go because <laughs> that's how I know milk how to say it. M e a l, yeah, like milk. a meal. <laughs> but you said milk, like with an i. Sochi milko. Sochi milko. Meal. 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 What is happening? You got to do motor soccer. I said sochi milko doesn't sound right. <laughs> Anyway, I apologize for my horrendous <laughs> pronunciation. Uh, I'll hear it from my dad. Don't worry about it. This might be the only time in here that I say that, but I have more <laughs> words. So stick with me. The islands in these canals are referred to as the floating gardens or Chinampa. Chinampa were invented by the ancient Aztec civilization. And I just got to tell you how they did this because I found it interesting. I love like Aztec history is so freaking oh, interesting. It. They are geniuses. And I don't know why we don't use their ideas and stuff more often. Uh, uh, it might have something to do with people are hesitant because there was human sacrifices. I don't know for sure. We don't have to use all of it. <laughs> we can skip that. You can pick and choose what we use, okay? I mean, duh, that's what religion is. You pick the parts you like. What if the parts you like are from two different religions? Then you just make your own. Isn't that a cult? No, of course <laughs> not. <laughs> Um, the now the Aztecs they made these chinampas. They would use reeds and stakes under the water of a lake to build fences, and they would add dirt and aquatic plants until the dirt would reach the surface of the water. And then sometimes they would plant trees on the corners to secure it. So you're basically sitting on an agricultural gold mine. Nowadays, it's a tourist destination with many brightly colored boats called. Hold on. Trajinera? Sure. That's right. You even rolled the R for it. I'm going to accept it. I can at least roll R's. And I even have in my notes, roll (laughs) raw. Trajinera, or no, Trajinera. 
And you can hire these to transport you through the canals. But if you're wanting to go specifically to the Island of Dolls, you need to ask ahead of time because not all of the people that do these directors will not stop at the island. Yes, exactly. They all have different routes for these tours and not all of them go to this island. So if you're like me and that's the only reason that you want to go here, make sure that you ask them ahead of time. I would go regardless because I bet it's beautiful everywhere. It is so pretty. Like I had to actually Google it because obviously if you if you Google Island of Dollars, you're going to get all these terrifying, uncomfortable pictures. But it's so, oh my God, it's so gorgeous. And the coolest part about it, they also have these floating bars that travel the canals. And they sell snacks and drinks. They even have booze. They sell micheladas. I would not even leave the bar. I'd be like, I'll just float with the bar. <laughs> oh, no. That's the best part about it. You don't have to, you, you don't even have to get off your boat. They just pull the boat up to the bar and you get whatever you want. And then the boat goes on its merry way. Right. But I would want to be with the bar the whole time. I'd be like, where's the next? when's the next bar? Waiter. Waiter. <laughs> yeah. Cruise director. Where's not, the bar? <laughs> it's not waiter. It's waiter. Waiter. <laughs> yes. There's a water joke for you. Um, oh, I even wrote just for you. Uh, they sell snacks and drinks, even booze, if that's the cruise you're looking for. I need a booze cruise. <laughs> <laughs> As the Island of Dolls gained no notoriety over the years, several fake islands have been popping up. So people do warn to look out for that yeah i guess other people just started tying dolls to trees and i did read a couple times that some um dishonest people would take advantage of travelers and they would take them to these fake islands and then just like bully them for money kind of thing i don't know some of it seemed exaggerated to me but I also so, know that there are people out there that would do crap like that. If you're going to do an excursion, make sure it's done through the proper channel. Hey, there's another water joke right there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what you did there. The true island will take about an hour and a half to two hours to get there by boat. Because, y'all, these boats, it's got like one man go propelling them down these canals. Oh yeah. God, get a motor. Oh, no. Get an oar for the rest of the passengers. <laughs> Only VIPs don't have to row. Well, these boats are so big, you can fit like 20 people on them. They are enormous. See, and the they're people built... in the back better start rowing. I mean, <laughs> I bet these guys, honestly, I wouldn't make them mad. If they took me to the wrong island and they were like, give me 20 bucks, I would be like, I give you 40. You row for a living. I'm not getting in the fight with you. Yes, the row muscles. Don Julian Santana. Moved on, or I'm going to assume that's Don Julian. I think Julian? it would be it, it would it would be said the J. Yeah, the J. Okay, because I've heard both, but I think it would be a. So what did you say? Oh, oh, sorry, that was my exaggerated H sound. It's with like oh. the H sound. Julian, <laughs> like one. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay, thank you, Don Julian Santana. He moved onto the islands in the 1950s. Onto this one island, excuse me. According to local lore, he abandoned his wife and children and took up residence on the island. 
One day he found the body of a little girl who had gotten tangled in the lilies and she drowned in the canal. And some versions of the story, Santana was heard to have heard the girl crying out, I want my doll. Not long after he found a girl, he found a doll that had washed up and he assumed it belonged to the little girl. So Santana hung this dog up, um, doll, I'm sorry. Why is he hanging dogs up? He's not. He's hanging up dolls. Is he? Are you, you're okay. You're safe. No one's going to hang you up here. Maybe muzzle you, but not hang you. There are no dogs on this island. There is, however, at least one cat. Okay, well, as long as we're not hanging cat up, too. <laughs> no, just dolls. He hung the doll up so the spirit of the little girl could find it. Um, however, Santana became convinced that the little girl's spirit haunted the island. So he continued to hang the dolls up as an offering to appease the little girl. And he was set to travel to Mexico City and collect the dolls. He would also grab any dolls he found in the canals or in the trash. And the locals would trade him dolls for Don Julian's homegrown vegetables. So he's he's just getting these dogs dolls. What is wrong with me? He's I don't getting, know. He's getting these dolls any way that he can. And I mean, years. He hung them up anywhere and everywhere because it was said that on the days Don Julian hung a doll, the girl's spirit would be calm that night. So they're hanging from string across bridges between the huts on the property. They're hanging from trees. They're on the walls inside and outside of the house. They're on ceilings. They're literally everywhere. And (laughs) dolls? That doesn't accurately describe them because I don't want you to picture all these Cabbage Patch dolls just hanging out on shelves, you know, watching what you're doing. Did I just age myself? Do they still have Cabbage Patch dolls? Yeah, Cabbage Patches are still a thing. Don't worry about it. Okay, cool. I'm young. I'm hip. (laughs) So he took these dolls and he hung them up in whatever state he found them in. So there are full dolls, half dolls, dolls missing appendages. anatomically correct dolls there's legs arms heads all without batteries he he finds these dolls and just and pieces of dolls and just hangs them up i mean okay i would hope does he okay does he create monsters like so if he finds a doll arm and there's a doll missing an arm does he like push them together we're not doing some toy story stuff here nope he just hangs them up all right, well, at least he could do is try to find its owner. That's how I felt, but he didn't do that. And these dolls are <clears throat> not new. They're dirty. They're dingy. Some of them look burned. They're broken. They're ragged. They're covered in spider webs oh. and insects. Oh, are you looking at the pictures? I just saw the tree with all the doll heads. <laughs> I told you it is what nightmares are made oh of. Oh, my God, that's awful. That third picture of the baby with the zone. Oh my god, that one's my favorite. <laughs> oh my god. There's a Barbie. Oh my god, this is awful. He continued to hang these dolls up until he passed away in 2001, allegedly of a heart attack. But his nephew claims that he found his uncle, Don Julian, face down in the water, exactly where his uncle had found the little girl. Well, that's new sheet. Yeah, it's very, it's really uncomfortable. And they do have like a little, a sign that shows you when you visit the island where 
oh, both of these no. bodies Hell were found. No. Oh yeah. Hell no. I did you a favor and I did not include that picture. I would not go there. Because during the daytime, it. daylight, day night, anything. I would not go oh, there. I would so go there. <clears throat> no, okay. I would go to the island, but not where his body was found. Like that's just a bad juju. Yeah, no. That's another reason I didn't want to upload it because like I came across a lot of pictures where people took pictures of it. Bad juju guys, bad juju. Yeah. Like making fun of Robert the doll. It's bad juju guys. Don't do it. Robert is wonderful. We would never make fun of you. I'm sorry. You just reminded me of something. I got to get through this story because you're going to love it. Okay. Um, Okay. So yeah, these dolls. Now imagine that you nail a doll to your, to the tree in your backyard for 70 years, completely exposed to the elements. That's what's going on on this island. This spot has become a hot tourist destination in the past couple of years. Uh, probably even more so because you know Ghost Adventures went there. Of course they did. Of course they did. Uh, they're said to be over, well over a thousand dolls living on this island. Witnesses claim that they've heard the dogs, the dolls whisper to one another. And others said that when you're on a boat, the dolls lure you towards the island. Interesting. Do they like come hither, lure you, or just like come hither? Neither. You're just drawn towards them. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. I would like, honestly, I think I would rather them say something. (laughs) I would rather them be like, come here with their finger, you know? Absolutely not. (laughs) No. I would rather just feel drawn to them. Don't come hither me with your doll phalanges. Get out of here. Can you just imagine like a doll arm just like... I hate it. What if he doesn't have an arm? What if if the doll is there and his arm is three trees down? That poor doll. And they're both just stuck there, nailed up there, and this doll's just like... Man. This doll's like my arm. It's over there. I just can't point. It's three trees down. Look at the arm. It's the arm pointing at me. Two trees down and three to the left. (laughs) You're going to have to draw me a map. (laughs) Locals claim that this island is a place of positivity and there are no negative feelings on the island. However, Many people also believe that Don Julian was suffering mentally and towards the end of his life, he began telling people that the dolls would talk to him. He claimed... ghosts would talk to him. Please don't say that we're crazy for dolls and ghosts talking to us. That's just rude. Yeah, like, don't gaslight him. How dare you? Maybe, what if he was schizophrenic and this is real and you're just making it worse? What if he was just sensitive to the spirits? I just got goosebumps. Ugh. What? Okay, but people don't call Zach Bagans crazy. I don't know why. I do. I mean, he's crazy to do some of the stuff that he does. Uh, Well, yeah. Um, Don Julian also claimed to hear footsteps on the island at night, which we have already talked about how terrifying. I personally think that little kid ghost footsteps are. Can you imagine a doll's Footsteps. Um, I can envision you just having a panic attack from it. I'm, I, I'm on the virtual one right now. I don't like I that. People do claim that the dolls move okay. at night. They cry and they giggle. 
Okay, the crying and the giggling, drawn a line, done. Yes, because these dolls do not have batteries. They don't have any way to cry and giggle, but people report it anyway. What spirits are for? They have a way if there's a spirit. They will open and close their eyes on their own. And if they don't have eyes, people claim to see movement in the sockets. In the sockets? Yes. What if they don't have eyes that open and close? Like, they just have, like, the painted on eyes. I mean, I feel like they can still blink. I mentioned earlier that Ghost Adventures went there. So, I think obviously, it's be a I had to watch. Of course. It's part of your research. It was a creepy episode, but I really think that that was because of all the damn dolls and it's nighttime. <laughs> they did have a few things happen, though. They catch a doll laughing. And it was like a lot happened in this second. They heard like a cat scream and Zach goes to run out of, of the little hut because the cat screams, the doll laughs. If I hear a freaking doll <laughs> laugh, I'm running too, okay? <laughs> but he's He's not running from the doll. He's running to the cat. Oh, no. He was running from the doll. Oh, he was? Yeah. And they oh. go back because it's just, it took him. I mean, obviously, it caught him off guard. That's freaking creepy. And Zach is apparently self-admittedly terrified of, of dolls. Dolls and clowns. Yep. Yeah. So he was the whole time on this. Kudos to him, honestly. <laughs> uh, but they go back and they're trying to do what they did. So they're like moving in front of these dolls back and forth. They're tapping them and they find out none of the dolls in this area have batteries, but you can very clearly hear this creepy giggle. So that is very unexplained. Uh, there was a fire pit that they walked past and then all of a sudden on camera you can see that it's lit and when they go back over to it, it is a very healthy flame. This flame is like, they're cooking hot dogs on this fire, not lighting a cigarette. And what was most entertaining to me, personally, shit would keep happening just as Zach would try to open this bag that he brought with him. And he it would keep getting distracted. They would hear something or something like that every time he went to open this bag. In this bag, he had Harold the doll, who he brought with him to this island against his will by the, Why? by the way like he asked harold and harold said no i don't want to go but he's like you're going oh no he didn't even give him the respect of asking harold it's they went cute. to a medium while they were in mexico and she tells them that there are five spirits in harold and they just want to go home zach that is kidnapping that is spirit napping. That's bullshit. That is false imprisonment at the very least. And I get the feeling that you're perverting the course of justice, too. Y yes. And he's perverting Harold. <laughs> Harold, listen, bro. We wouldn't have taken you. We're, we're not no. keeping you in our house either way. But definitely would not have taken you where you don't want to mm -hmm. go. Yeah, he just wanted to go home. And Zach was like, after we do this. And he took him anyway. Harold, please, please tell me you made Zach stub his toe or something as payback. So, Her uh, not Harold, I'm sorry. Zach did notice after leaving the medium that he had three little bruises on his left arm. And it looked like 
three little fingerprints that would come from a doll. Good, Harold. Thank uh-huh. you. Get up. You've got to respect Harold's boundaries. Right. Thank Eddie, you. you've got to respect everyone's boundaries. You did not get Harold's consent to take him to this island. And what's more is, according to the medium, the island didn't really want Harold there. Nobody wanted to be in this situation. <laughs> yes. Harold there, then why are we taking... Harold doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. They claimed that the island, like I told you, was full of positivity. And they said that it would be a bad idea to bring Harold there. So they're telling you don't bring Harold there. Harold is telling you don't bring Harold there. What does that do? Brings Harold there. Brings Harold there. And not only does he bring him there, he temporarily leaves him there. Harold was eventually allowed to go home, but not before... I guess Zach just let him hang out for a bit in one of the buildings and they put a thermal imaging camera up and it did show a random increase in temperature where Harold was sitting at one point. Because pissed. He's hot tempered now and he's like, I, this mofo just left me sitting in this place I don't want to be. Harold, I'm sorry, bro. And there was, I meant to get the exact quote and I did not. But the last thing they got was an EVP of a male voice. And at the time of the EVP, they were looking around at the dolls. If I'm not mistaken, this is when they were trying to find the one that made a sound, possibly the giggle. But they did catch an EVP of a male voice going, not that one, stupid. (laughs) And they they attributed that to Harold because they were saying something about like, you know, do you want to? Are you inside one of these dolls? And then they get the EVP and not that one stupid. (laughs) I hope that was Harold. I hope it was Harold too, because he deserved that sass. Yes, Harold, that's crap. You shouldn't have been taken there. Listen, I may not want to meet you, Harold, but I will advocate for your rights. Yes, not just Harold's rights. I mean, yes, Harold's rights. But also I want to throw in there that if you do watch this episode, I think it's like season 14 or season 12, something like that. They're weird on Discovery Plus because I think Discovery Plus like skips the 10th season. They're just numbered weird. But on on that episode, Zach goes into this little montage about where he's telling his crew, do not look directly in the eyes. And then, of course, they show all this B-roll footage of Harold and his eyeballs. So that uh, some warning would have been nice i'm trying to respect this man's in this doll body and i just looked him dead face so careful of that if you watch this episode but um it says by the way google says season 10 episode 4 that not what i said at all <laughs> yours was in 14 that's why it's in my head the clown hotel oh yeah probably <laughs> whatever <laughs> it doesn't matter Season 10, episode 4, if you want to watch, which I will be watching tonight. So I do have a couple more uh, bullet points. Because this was a really heartwarming moment, which I feel like is kind of rare for Ghost Adventures. But they How can we have a heartwarming moment after torturing Harold? Um, I think this was before the torture. Oh, okay. Well, not necessarily, because Harold well, was there the whole time against his will in a bag, but... But I feel like their torture was premeditated. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah, it was. Because 
I don't know if he is now, but I know at the time they recorded, Harold didn't even live with Zach. Harold has his own, I don't know what you call him, owner, keeper, family? Uh, um, I think family is the best word. That's, I mean, that's what I would say. He has his own people. Yeah, he has his own people. He doesn't live with Zach. He lives with someone else. Wait, so his other, this wasn't just a Zach thing. His keeper or his person let this happen. I hope they got their toast up too. Yes. Well, I don't know if they were there when, if they were there when they were talking to the medium, they weren't on camera. So I don't know if they like met up in California or wherever and was like, here's Zach, don't do anything stupid. I want him back. And then Zach was like, oh yeah, everything will be fine. And then just brought him to the exact place he didn't want to go. For those of you that are wondering, we have we have done Harold the Doll, haven't we? I don't think Actually, so. I think we did Robert and Peggy. Did we do? No, Harold? I thought I did Harold. Hold on, let me look. Control. Okay. When I accidentally saw him, he did not look familiar. But I don't look at these maybe things we... unless you bamboozle me into it. I maybe we didn't. Maybe I'm confused. Oh wait, hold on. It's because I'm in the wrong. <laughs> I remember up. Robert with his little lion. I thought I did Harold and Robert. Am I remembering wrong? Did I block that out? Oh, no. He's on. He's not been done. So. Oh, okay. Well, when we, uh, when we do. Oh, you know what? Harold is like a baby doll looking one, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. He has the, um, open and close eyes. Yes. Okay. I know what one you're thinking. I'm thinking of a different one. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Okay. So this heartwarming moment I was telling you about. Zach, they use a spirit box and a man's voice came through. But when Santana's, only when Santana's nephew tried to communicate with him. And there was a small language barrier between Santana's nephew, but he had been instructed previously with a translator to give the crew a thumbs up if he recognized the voice. And he motioned to Zach that he did. And they go back and forth about two or three times, but he later said that he believed it to be. Don Julian Santana Barrera coming through the box and it gave him peace to be able to speak with his uncle because he never got to say goodbye to him in life. I love that. That means that, that so close. Yes. So um, Don Julian's nephew, he now looks over the island. He's the caretaker. Like I said, you can go there. There is a small charge. I believe it's like 200 pesos or like $2. Something like that. It's not much. It's a couple of bucks, uh, American, to look so through the island to go and tour it. And they, oh, I'm sorry, they do have a lot of people nowadays. They bring their own dolls and they leave them both out of respect for the little girl and Don Julian. Oh. So if you go, you can bring your own doll, leave it on the island. And they also have uh, like a little, it's one of the pictures. It's like a little. I don't want to say shrine, that's not the exact word, but it is like a shrine where you can light a candle or leave an offering to them. So and it's a shrine? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, yes, it's a shrine. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but the doll, the doll in the shrine, the one that says Xochimilco, uh-huh. it looks like it's in a wedding dress. That is supposedly the first doll that Don Julian found. And that's why he nailed it to a tree. Huh? He nailed it to a tree. That's why I say supposedly. 
but it's some sources stated that it was supposedly the first one. Some said that it was his favorite one. Listen, Doc, you can't be playing favorites with haunted dolls. You uh, love them you, equally. You absolutely can. <laughs> Just don't tell them, I guess. Like, don't treat them differently. Look at, she has a nice little shrine. She's got a beautiful dress. And then you got all the other ones in the picture that just look kind of dingy. Like, come on. Right. But they did say that you can light a candle here. Uh, they have a donation jar if you wanted to leave money. So some people choose to do that. Some people choose to bring their own dolls. People have started bringing Halloween masks, which... Makes okay. it worse. That yeah. makes it worse. Definitely does. Imagine turning around and all of a sudden there's a literal ghoul on a tree. Well, I'm just thinking, like, you're freaked out. You hear a doll laugh, turn around, and there's the scream mask behind you. Absolutely not. Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, that is Isla de las Munez. Zach, I guess it's your career, whatever, but let's not harass the dolls. I don't it's care what Harold did to you or has done to other people. We don't need that activity to increase. Oh, the other thing he thought was interesting when I told you that they thought it was Harold that left the three tiny bruises on him. The other thing that was interesting is that Harold, at the time, was having issues with his left arm being attached. So the handler, I suppose, the handler had told him to be very careful with that arm until he's able to repair it. Zach's left arm is the one that had the bruises on it. And he did kind of fumble with him and probably was not as gentle as he should have been the first time he took Harold out of his box bag thing. Zach, you just need to calm down. Don't yeah. get so excited. Leave Harold alone. Ask permission. Yes. Dolls, Con dolls can need consent too. Yes. Communicate consent. Maybe he just doesn't have the right channels to uh, communicate consent with. Well, then he should have taken a different. Actually, no, he had the right channels. He had, he had the right channels. He had the medium. Yeah. He could have at least apologized and been like, hey, we're here now. I'm sorry, but we're going to do this and then we'll go home. Listen, I'll give you a cookie or something. I will give you a velvet lined bag. I will. Listen, Zach, you could have done anything. You could have been like, listen, I will personally pay to have your left arm fixed. I will dress you in silk. <laughs> in anything you want. I yes. don't care. The most expensive fabric. Whatever you want. I will it's make yours. it happen. Exactly. We just got to go done on a little vacation. A bargaining chip. I will get you... Ooh, churros. I will get you a churro. Well, does Harold like churros? Does he have teeth for it? I mean, he can hold it. He can probably right. smell it. I know he can smell it. Oh my God. But would things. that be more like tormenting? Because if he can smell it but not eat it? It's up to Harold. That's true. Maybe he just wants to smack Zach with it. I will let you smack me with a churro one time and it's a freebie. <laughs> Somebody remember that. It's Please. a churro smackdown right now. Yes. On our 100th episode, I get to smack Bryce with a churro. That's not what we're agreeing to. I said Annie could smack me with a churro. Oh, she's great at it. <laughs> Already. I think she has less uh, power, and she takes out most of her aggression on you, so. 
Save her. She does. <laughs> She'll probably smack me with Well, that was a good one. I'm glad you did it because I I wanted to do it, but I also was like, do I want to do it? <laughs> no, I, I get that because like um, Bridgewater Triangle. I want to hear about that, but I don't want to do it. I just want to hear about it because I love it so much. You know what I mean? So that's why you hadn't claimed it yet. Okay, makes that's, sense. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. I'm going to do Bridgewater Triangle after we cover all the, um, all the, uh, the, 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 the Ilvermorny houses. So Ooh, we better hop to it. We only need two more. Which ones? Uh, Horned Serpent and Wampus. You claim horn. You already claimed oh. horn serpent. You can well, do then you're doing the wampus. Okay, I can, do... I can do whatever you want. Okay, you just wanted to do horn serpent. I changed my oh. mind. Okay, you can do the wampus. Okay, I'll do wampus because I have a. I I never heard of it until I moved to Arkansas. Do you have an experience with a wampus? I wish. <laughs> I just never knew it was a cryptid until I moved out here. I'd never even heard of it. Oh, I was going to say, like, you thought it was a real animal, like a platypus or something? Oh, it took me a second because I was about to be like, a platypus is a real animal. But it, it took me a second to you register. You realize there can. are people that don't think platypus, platypi are real. Platypi are real. I did a report on it in elementary school because I love them. They don't have nipples. How interesting is that? Wow. Yes. They don't have they don't have nipples. They uh, the milk seeps out onto a patch of fur, and their babies suck it up. Maybe maybe you can use that um, that report and do a cryptid on a platypus. Can I do a cryptid on a platypus? Because I will. I don't know if it's um, considered a cryptid though. It would just be like we hey, might just this mess is real with and weird. Let's just mess with people and say this. Okay, you heard it here first. And then when you hear us do a platypus episode, we're messing with you. You just yeah. When you hear my platypus episode, just shut your mouth and enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to Hell on Heels podcast. To see pictures from this episode, you can follow us on Instagram at Hell on Heels podcast, Twitter at Hell on Heels pod, or Facebook by searching us on uh, searching Hell on Heels podcast. You can find us on Linktree by typing Hell on Heels podcast. If you want to support us, please like, review, rate, share, and subscribe on your preferred listening platforms. If you want to take your support one step further so we can create more content for you, you can donate through Patreon, where we're working to release specials for Patreon. If you have your own true crime or paranormal stories, suggestions, or words of encouragement, please email us at hellonheelspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to tell your friends to join with you. Uh, and this has been Hell on Heels Podcast. Bye! Bye!